Hi, I'm Julia Prescott. And I'm Jordan Morris. And this is Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Hey, that hey. was a new voice that our <laughs> listeners are uh, not used to hearing. Uh, Allie is dead. She died, and uh, but the podcast uh, forges she ahead. She said specifically in her will, if I die mm-hmm. um, during the course of uh, our podcast, which will live on forever, mm-hmm. um, I would like Jordan uh, Morris to replace me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I am grieving right now, so, um, you know, uh, who knows what this conversation is going to be, but I proceeded and honored her wishes. So here we are. <laughs> sure. We're just yeah. joking. We're Allie's just fine. Joshing. She's yeah. got a little... Uh, She's a little under the weather. But hopefully she'll be better soon. Yeah. Um, We're sending over some zinc. We're sending some zinc. (laughs) I feel like... Some activated charcoal. Yes. Thank you. I I also want to say if you want to reach out to Allie, even though this is probably going to be way after beyond the point of uh, her being better, I think she would still appreciate some nice pet memes. I think she would appreciate, you know, um, some Harry Potter related content. Sure. If you want to just tweet at her. And and wish her well. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Hey, find your favorite podcast host and wish them well. <laughs> you know what? I, Maybe they're I, I sick. So. Maybe they're not. But but we love to hear, hear from Regardless, you. That's why we do it. That's the fans. Why we, we love do fans. It for the fans. They're gonna appreciate it no matter what you know day they're having, what meeting they're mm-hmm. in. They're gonna look down and go, "That's why." I get this up at 11.30 on a Daylight Saving Sunday mm-hmm. to do it for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know what? I don't want to, you know, load this up with too much, what is it called, top matter in, in the podcasting industry. Um, right. What a sentence I just said. But yeah. uh, this is a very special episode, um, as you, the listener, can tell from the description. We are not talking about a specific episode this time, but instead we are talking with uh, the lead singer of a band that maybe some of you guys have heard of. I hope you've heard of. Um, they're a metal band, a Ned Flanders metal band uh, called Oakley Dokley. And we are here talking with the head Ned. Welcome, head Ned. Hey, Hadley Doodley, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> Out of the gate. Perfect. I guess we should also we should also mention that um uh, the band is called O'Killy Dokily and the kill yeah. in both of the in both of the words is highlighted, yeah. uh, making it a, a, a just a just a real metal operation. The whole metal. thing is very metal. <laughs> um, can you, uh, for people that are unfamiliar with your band, can you maybe give like a brief synopsis of like who you are, what you're all about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are we're O'Killy Dokily. Um, we, we came up with the, you know, we called ourselves the world's only nettle band just because <laughs> it was our only opportunity to call ourselves the world's only anything. And yeah, so we, uh, we sing songs that we call our genre nettle. Um, all of our songs are, or at least a vast majority of them are direct Ned Flanders quotes. Um, and then, uh, the music is kind of heavy. Our stage show and uh and everything we all dress like ned flanders um the shows and things are filled with flanderisms um and uh yeah it's basically a a metal band that every aspect is is driven by uh driven by ned flanders i love it well i wanted to say really quick you mentioned that your songs are you know ned flanders related references i get that with songs like white wine spritzer (laughs) 
for Flanderdoodles. But vegetables, I feel. <laughs> I don't know if I can connect the dots. Can you explain the connection, the Ned Flanders connection with vegetables? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so with vegetables, we do sometimes take quotes from or use quotes from characters that it's, it's a conversation that that um, that Ned is having. And this was an episode, I'm not sure exactly which one, but um, it was where uh, the Flanders family is having dinner Rod and Todd are having dinner, and I think Maud says to to Todd or something like, "Todd, make sure you eat your vegetables." Uh, and he says uh, something along those of like, "I don't want any vegetables." Oh, oh. I don't want any damn vegetables yes. because he's been listening to yeah, Homer yeah, yeah, swearing yeah. Yes. in the backyard while he's making the doghouse. Absolutely, thank God you're here, Jordan. There's so many great little references in the music. I uh, was I was saying before we started here that I uh, got to see you guys at the Viper Room when you came through L.A. It was a great show. I had a, a goddamn blast. I want to live vicariously <laughs> through you, Jordan. I want you to describe every single sweat bead in that metal rocking zone. Sure. Well, <laughs> bead one. <laughs> bead one? was a larger bead. Oh! Um, it's a surprise bead. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and the, so uh, the, one of the first songs that I... I, you know, I, I boned up on you guys before going to the show by just kind of listening to everything you had available on Apple Music. And there's a single called Reneducation. Yes. That is set in the world of the Treehouse of Horror episode where we see a, a, a dark future. One of the lyrics that keeps getting repeated over and over again is sit back and let the hooks do their work. And I don't know. It really like it. It Flanders is such a metal character. Yeah. He's so dark. There's a lot of (laughs) darkness within him. And I think the band really does a good job of like playing with the dark side of Flanders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the, you know, definition of Flanders being a metal character is sort of like how I think of people that are the most punk rock versions of what a punk rock person can be is because it is they're unsuspecting mm-hmm. but they're just like irrefutably themselves sure so the that kind of intertwining i feel like flanders can be really metal and and you know of course head ned you'll probably have a better way to articulate this but you know he is so positive to the point of 
breaking like the breaking point of positivity that he goes back to that darkness would you say that like that they explore in the treehouse of horrors because he is so unsuspecting as like a potentially dark figure yeah definitely and with reading education like that episode is what makes it so great i love uh bart's quote and we kind of use it in the song homer doesn't know what's going on but bart just says casually is like where have you been, Homer? Flanders is the unquestioned lord and master <laughs> of the universe, and just that idea of the the like his the amount of friendliness that Ned has, and whenever they put him in situations of power or delve into his character, like the episode where uh, Flanders was the principal of the school, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, this guy will be a pushover. That's great." And then it just gets you know, um, it just gets bad. And one of the episodes that it's, one of my favorite ones and it does kind of delve into that like the character of ned is the hurricane Nettie yeah episode, sure. um, which is where yeah the hurricane kind of blows down his house and all these like stressful things keep happening to ned and he kind of snaps mm-hmm. and it delves into his uh his childhood and his his lousy beatnik parents and, yeah who've done nothing uh, and the, can't the, think of anything else to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> it's like telling Gene Krupa not to go boom, boom, bap, boom, bap, 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 bap. Sorry to derail the interview. Yeah, yeah. Quote the Simpsons. Let's please. Uh, I think this is the proper podcast to do that on. Yeah, though. you're right. You're right. I also, I also want to reserve but, uh, at least five minutes minimum for load bearing posters. If we could just oh, yeah. moment of silence for a load bearing poster, which could be a potential um, Oakley Doakley song. Sure. I don't know. And a bag of cat chow where cat is crossed out, and they wrote hurricane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh, what a lovely pineapple. Anyway. <laughs> We do have one song that we pulled from that episode. The song is called You're a Jerk. Uh, And it's based off one of my favorite lines where Ned is basically yelling at the entire town. Lenny walks up and Ned gets to Lenny and says, I don't even know who you are, but I'm sure you're a jerk. Uh, (laughs) And Lenny, of course, is like, what's going on? I just got here. (laughs) Which is like one of my favorite kinds of jokes (laughs) of just like an audience experiencing a whole scene. And then like a character we're familiar with being like, I just got into town. You know, I feel like Krusty's done that a couple of times with um, I think who shot Mr. Burns. He has a moment where he's like, I've been out of town, but here I am, guys, at the town hall meeting. It's so great. (laughs) And yeah, so that, um, and then with the uh, Hurricane Eddie thing, the the spankological protocol where they showed Ned just being spanked for something along the lines of six months straight, and then all of his anger is just converted into gibberish. Yeah, is kind of the backstory on on Ned talking. So yeah, that episode has a lot to do with like the influence, and yeah, this like overarching like that guy is too friendly and there must be some some darkness in his background Mm -hmm. Um, and we definitely play off that a lot um something that uh really struck me about the music when i listened to it because i think you know i being a simpsons fan i was alerted to the fact that your band existed before i listened to it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and when i listened to it, it the uh you know 
something that I noticed immediately, I'm like, wow, this is fucking metal. Like, right. like how would you describe the vocals in the bands? Because <laughs> uh, I will probably get some sort of metal, metal classification wrong if I right, try. Right, right, right. Oh, geez. So there's, yeah, I mean, as far as the term, it was very, like, very, lots of death growls. Yeah. What is the term I've heard for it. Lots of, or just straight up screaming. Like, there's, there's a couple ways to describe it. But yeah, it is a lot of, like, uh, a lot of that, like, very gritty, the the kind of screams, they're not, um, it's not screaming in the way that, like, you would if you were, like, shouting at your cat to get off the counter. <laughs> right. Uh, or, you know, something like that. It's it's a technique that you're kind of just basically pushing air past your throat really hard that it makes a really kind of terrifying, screamy sound. Um, but, yeah, I always tell when we're sound checking, I'm like, all right, so the vocals are going to be, 20%, you know, nice and clean, and then 80% not as clean and obscure noises, highs and lows, and all, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're good at this kind of singing. Did you Have you done that sort of vocalizing in bands before this, or is this something that you've learned to do just for Oakley Dokley? It was something that I, I had, like, practiced just a little bit, maybe, like, a couple of years before, on and off. Um, and then when we first started the band, me and some friends were like, well, let, we, we, like, we had played in all sorts of different genres and stuff. And we wanted to like start a metal band and I wanted to like try doing these crazy screams and whatnot. So Oakley Dokley was kind of just going to be an opportunity to try and do that. I hadn't really done it before in any other bands. And then all of a sudden when we kind of put Oakley Dokley out there, and got a bit of a fan base a lot faster than we thought we would. That's when I, well, it started uh, getting us shows and we started playing more. And so definitely as the band has gone on, because it's been about four years since we started this, uh, I've definitely been just practicing with it. And then just the amount of shows we play and uh, recordings and all of that. So over time, I've gotten more technique, tried to get, get better at it and everything so it's definitely something that i had started slightly before the band and kind of developed as uh as the band went on but this is like your first metal band metal band that you've decided to embark on yes yeah definitely but I've, <laughs> that's insane we played in bands before i played instruments and stuff we sounded like we sounded like weezer or something closer mm-hmm. to the b sharps or something nothing <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> um, I, when, when I was at the show, uh, I, when I was kind of looking around the room, it's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Simpsons fan, and I can kind of clock other Simpsons mm-hmm. fans when I see them. You know, for the most part, uh, uh, doughy 30-year-old whites. Right, right. Um, we love them. We love them. <laughs> They're never coming down. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to stay, yeah, baby. baby. Get used to us. <laughs> um, but it did seem like there were a lot of people in the room who were probably more metal fans. Interesting. Do you do you think that you guys attract people who just love, you know, like technical drumming and stuff like that and mm-hmm. who maybe aren't necessarily Simpsons encyclopedias? Yeah, definitely. And that's actually something that we we try to be very aware of. And every show we go to, there is definitely there's definitely a Venn diagram of there's Simpsons fans and there are you know, there's the people who are there for the Simpsons references. They're there for, for kind of that part of it. There are the people who are there for the metal. Basically, they just love metal music and they heard this band has this crazy theme and they're there for that. And then, of course, there's the middle section, which is people who are kind of there for both. 
and it's different at different shows. Sometimes it's, you know, 20% of the, the Simpsons loving crowd. Sometimes it's 20% of, of the metal crowd. And yeah, we, we definitely kind of like play our show. You always want to play a show to the room and it's very fun to see the different places and kind of how that, that Venn diagram is split. But yeah, I think there is, uh, like you said, there are people who are there. They're there for the music. They're there for the metal. They're there to mosh. And mm-hmm. they're, you know, maybe not big, like, fans of, of The Simpsons, but, you know, aware, had maybe seen some episodes growing up, thought the theme was a great idea. Um, but they're definitely more there for, for the, the blast beats and, and all crazy drums and screams and, and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, definitely a duality in, in the crowd, which is very fun. I love kind of playing to, to both. Have you ever experienced either individually like interacting with people at shows or as a band, like you've witnessed uh, a convert to either the Simpson side or the metal side? And, um, you know, (laughs) was that a particularly interesting moment for you guys, like legitimizing you? I think so. Mostly, funny enough, mostly it's more people going from the Simpson side to the metal side. Right. uh, Just because they're like, they they came out to the show. We have a lot of people who are like, this is the first show that I've, I've ever been to. Oh, wow. Um, Whoa. Just because they're, they're, they're indoor they're, kids. Yeah, there's yeah. people tell us that. <laughs> and they're like, they're, they're big fans of big fans of The Simpsons, but not necessarily like showgoers uh, much. But mm-hmm. this kind of brings them out. And yeah, it's great. It's awesome to hear when we've like converted somebody into like, oh, man, I came out because of The Simpsons had a good time because of the music and yeah, I kind of want to go to shows and, and do that more. Um, and yeah, to a lesser extent, we have people who are like, man, I was here for the metal, but then I didn't get any of your jokes. So I need to watch the Simpsons more. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'd love to talk about the stage show a little bit more. I would love to start with the outfits. Everyone, yes. everyone is dressed as Ned Yeah, and it's all matching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's stashes and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you get, and I think there's six or seven members of the band. We've got we're a five piece at the moment. I just want to read off your name. I know that you could, but I wrote down in my notes, and I want to get credit for researching. Your current lineup is Head Ned, Shred Ned, Zed Ned, Dread Ned, and Bed Ned. Tell me about Bed Ned. <laughs> Where does that come Bed from? Ned sounds Bed fun. Ned. Bed Ned. <laughs> Bedned is great. Bedned is named Bedned because uh, one half because he thoroughly enjoys naps. Um, <laughs> I mean, and he doesn't. the second half because all of our Neds have to have a name that is that rhymes with Ned. Mm-hmm. And we've had a couple different members, and we're really, really kind of like stretching the amount of words that we have that make sense and also rhyme with Ned. Mm-hmm. I think the more you stretch, the better it is, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. We're yeah, we're we're gonna get to a point where we're gonna have like thoroughbred Ned and we're gonna have to start <laughs> expanding the syllables and all that. But yeah, Bed Ned was yeah. Um and, and yeah, Bed Ned is our is our bassist. He um he joined the band right before we did uh a UK tour and man, he's is a phenomenal musician. Um and yeah, does does thoroughly enjoy some that. Um and so where do you get five matching Flanders outfits? Yeah. Specifically, Jordan, you're asking so you can. Where can I get? Yes. Where can I? Where could I, I in the Los Angeles area? Outfit. Yes. <laughs> so the outfits, kind of one of the reasons that we 
started the band early on was I used to work for like a, a clothing manufacturer. So there was like t-shirt warehouses and things that a lot of screen printers buy their, their stock from. Uh, and I was the guy who like bought the blank stock. Um, so it was really easy for me to buy a whole bunch of just plain blank green Hanes sweaters. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we got um, the, I know that Ned in the show actually wears a button up shirt underneath that the pink shirt is a button up. Mm-hmm. Um, but simply think we did polos just because it still creates the collar um, and doing a set of long sleeves underneath another set of long sleeves and then playing an hour and a half show is just a little bit too much sweatier than we want to be <laughs> most of the time. But still super metal. I mean, if you sweat through a sweatshirt, I can't think of anything more metal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's the the so we'd order them basically in bulk from like warehouses just because we have we have five members in the band and everybody has five sets of the same outfit, so we're not wearing the same the same one every single night. So like literal cartoon characters, we just have a closet, closet full, of, full of the same. Yeah. The but yeah, as far as getting the acquiring those. Um, people come to shows dressed as Ned Flanders. Yeah. Um, and some people go like the standard, we do like a very standard forest green Hanes sweater and a polo. We've seen people hit up thrift shops and find, uh, any shade of green sweater, any kind of like collared shirt that they can set up. Um, so it's pretty easy to source there. Um, as far as the gray pants go, uh, we all kind of have varying shades of gray pants just to differentiate a little bit, but anything kind of works there. And then I'm sure there's some store on Amazon that I always order the glasses from that is just entirely confused as to why some guy orders a 25 pack of the same blank glasses every <laughs> couple months. Well, cool. Well, why don't we all uh, think about what we would do to construct our Ned Flanders costume over this break? I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And everything's coming up, Simpsons. Max Fun Drive! It's here! Yeah, bitch! (laughs) We cannot wait, and fortunately we don't have to, because Mm. the time is now! The time is nigh! (laughs) Um, You guys know the score, um, if you've uh, been through uh, Max Fun Drives before, but you know how things change every year, because we always want to up the bar and make things more exciting and good for you guys, giving you better content, better bonus prizes, all that good stuff. Yes, it is the time of year where listeners uh, like you, specifically you, yes, I'm talking to you. You child driving a car. <laughs> are uh, are able to donate and show your support to Max Fun Podcasts. Uh, as you guys know, uh, we don't have any stupid ads about mattresses or different things like that. Mm-hmm. We are listener supported mm-hmm. and uh, we rely on you guys and the community that you guys build for us to put out great material and we want to thank you by giving amazing content back to you. Really cool bonus features. Uh, there are tons of great gifts and uh, it's super easy and it's just a good way to make you feel really good every single time that you listen to an episode because it feels great to make the things you love come together and that's the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, the 
part of the reason why I feel like um, Max Fun is such a special place for specifically our podcast is because our podcast is about fandom and what is, you know, fandom really then just finding your family and forming that community. And I feel like Max Fun is truly all about that community. Um, as somebody who has been a Max Fun listener for years and a contributor to pledge drives of years past and current, um, I can attest that that feeling that Allie described is true. I, I always feel a little bit special. It makes me feel like I I'm, you know, you know, being a part of these special projects that the different podcasts will do, um, you know, special episodes. And, you know, what makes Max Fun also special is that, you know, in upping the ante, in sort of, you know, being this big community where we see each other and we want to, you know, like produce the best content that we can, um, I feel like Max Fun Drive is, you know, where that spark is really coming from. Absolutely. And this year, we have a goal of reaching 25,000 new and upgrading members. And we want you to be one of them. It's super easy to do. And you're going to get really cool gifts. Uh, The $5 monthly membership, that is $5 for all your favorite shows. Mm -hmm. You're supporting so many people who love doing this. This is their job. They do it for fun they do it for you uh you're gonna get really cool exclusive behind uh the scenes no one else gets content uh and for ten dollars a month uh i love these so much we have these really cool exclusive enamel pins oh, they're uh, so cool Megan Lynn Cott is this incredible designer. Uh, ours is a potato with a wonderful ribbon that says, I just think they're neat. And you know what? I already have a Simpsons tattoo. <laughs> um, I have the gummy Venus to Milo. But this design is like that classic tattoo design that mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, should I get a second one? And it's I think like that. you should. Maybe. Uh, but if you don't want to commit to a tattoo, you could spend $10 <laughs> a month. And yeah. end up getting a really cool, I just think they're neat, enamel pin. Let's go through some of the other pledge gifts just because I love them so much. So we have the five, we have the ten, and then at $20 a month, we have a maximum fun 550-piece 18 by 24-inch puzzle. It's designed by Jeffrey Tice. I know you Tice heads are out there. <laughs> Tice is super nice. I don't think I got to entice you yeah. any further. Uh, I really love this uh, design. Uh, we record um, in MacArthur Park. Um, if you guys uh, local to L.A., you know that that is um, this little enclave with like this great MacArthur Park lake. And um, it looks over downtown. And what makes you know recording Max Fun so special is that we have this amazing view you know, of that area from our offices. And so that's what this illustration is of the puzzle. Um, It's got, you know, a podcast listener looking out over this vista. And uh, I love it. I feel like puzzles are back right now. Puzzles are so I want to puzzle the hell out of this. I love the idea of listening to your bonus content while playing with a puzzle. Yeah. Solving it. It's a bonus for your bonus. Geniuses. So the way to do it, mm-hmm. uh, to become a member, to help us reach the 25,000 new and upgrading member goal, uh, you are going to go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. And keep in mind that's .org, not .com. You're going to select the membership level that's right for you. You're going to provide your credit card and some basic information, in- including which Max Fun shows you listen to. So for us. Everything's coming up Simpsons, baby. But all the other ones you love, too. And voila, you're a member. Your membership contribution is going to be ongoing. 
going. It's going to process automatically each month. You don't have to do anything else but mm-hmm. know that you're helping amazing shows. It's going to be so great. And, you know, you guys can end up canceling if you want to cancel. But why would you cancel? Mm-hmm. Uh, so become a member right now. Uh, we only do this once a year. We are not someone who's going to be asking you again and again and again. Right, right, right. So do it while it's on your mind. It's going to make everyone feel so good. You're going to love it. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. We love you guys so much. Thank you so, so much. What a great break. This is going to be a great break. <laughs> oh, it is. Did it's we just have it? That's how great that break wow. was. Yeah, we learned uh, about things that are important to the world of podcasting. Um, so, <laughs> uh, speaking of hot on stage, yes. and I realized that you know, this maybe could be delving into spoiler territory, but I really want to sell how great this stage show is. I want to hear about it. Is that not only are you wearing a polo, not only are you wearing a sweater, but there is something underneath. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're talking about the the stupid sexy flander suit. I am talking about that. I am talking about that, yes. Does that come out during nothing at all (laughs) when you perform that song? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Basically, it is like red morph suits that have found and painted, like did fabric paint and set them up so they have the blue lines, exactly like Ned Flanders' stupid sexy Flanders suit. And for a very last song, um, that is, I wear that underneath the entire show. Uh, the last song basically ditched the outward Flanders get up, and then, yeah, we played nothing at all while it often feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Of course, and of course. after doing an hour and a half set in a sweater and kind of uh, switching over to the super speed metal suit, um, it is quite refreshing. It's yeah. nice. It does actually feel like I'm wearing nothing at all, which is, <laughs> um, which is very refreshing and, and slightly frightening. I'm sure people just lose their minds. Did was that the audience reaction, Jordan, for your show? People freak the fuck out. Freak the fuck yeah, out. There it was were great. people just making out, holding hands, just yes. minds exploding. It was sexy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and that's that was kind of just a neat part about going to the show is I mean, not only the sex appeal, which was very high. Yeah. But um it really did seem like I wasn't just going to see a band, but I was kind of just being plunked down into an immediate little community, you know, yeah. whether it's the Simpsons or whether it's a, you know, a very technical kind of speed metal. It's right. like these people were all here to see a very particular thing. And we all kind of like realized that we could be pals. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that was a, a neat part of the band. And I was wondering if that's something you've experienced is like, is it do all the shows just seem like an instant community? Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that I love too is like after shows, kind of meeting with fans or even, even before if I get recognized, just talking with people about their, their experiences like with the show or I get to see all the coolest Simpsons tattoos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and there's just, yeah, a lot of people who are there because uh, like I said, we have a lot of people who, uh, it's their first show that they've ever come out to, so they're 
like the, their experience in going to a show for the first time. And yeah, a lot of people who like will sometimes have a little bit of a, a mosh pit open up at shows and, um, a lot of people have never really moshed before, but that's the first time that they've been in there. We always <laughs> my first we doing our, our <laughs> Yeah, we uh, during our reeducation tour, reeducation lesson number two was always to respect thy neighborino, and if anybody <laughs> falls down in the pit, you lift them back up. Um, make sure it's not like nobody's getting hurt out there. We don't want anybody hurt at shows, but right. yeah, just to kind of. Yeah, build and have this this little community of this, like everybody becomes consolidated into that little central part of that Venn diagram where it's both Simpsons fans and, and metal fans, and I think that's where that little little community circle gets set up. And and yeah, it's definitely great. That's awesome. I I find it. I mean, you saying the code is respect thy neighborino. I really love that. You know, in being a Ned Flanders themed metal band, you kind of already have this like you know, sort of lore that you can extract those kind of rules of the community from or, you know, just sort of like letting that be, you know, what guides people into the experience, which I find is something very unique for a band and, and specifically a gimmick band, which um, I don't say as a pejorative. Um, I myself love gimmick bands and, you know, kind of grew up in high school going to shows that had a little bit of flair. Um, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Aquabats and those kind of bands that kind of have a story that you need to follow uh, or not not necessarily follow, follow, but, you know, you're kind of walking into a, a bigger experience. Um, and I just want to, you know, commend you guys for that. And, and it seems really fun. Uh, but I also wanted to ask, um, you know, if we're still on the topic of the live show and we're talking about, you know, metal stuff, you know, Ozzy Osbourne famously bit off a bat's head mm -hmm. on stage. Now, do you guys have, as a Ned Flanders-themed metal band, an equivalent? Do you shatter a glass of white wine spritzer in your head? Or are there any other sort of flares of, you know, your live experience that people need to look out for? Mm. There are a couple things that we do. That did kind of give me an idea, though. Mm. Um, I think the Ned Flanders equivalent of biting off like a bat's head on a show is if I took like a foot long hot dog yeah. and came up there and took a big bite out of that. Um, <laughs> they make him uncomfortable. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do. They make that uncomfortable. Or you could you could uh, bite into a cucumber and then uh, a little bit of cottage cheese or something. <laughs> Nacho Flanders, Flanders style. style. <laughs> yeah. Or you Get could do the nacho hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, nacho Here we are. Would be great. Hive mind. <laughs> We're all mind melding. We've got a uh, one of the things that we kind of do, and also in relation to the the no footlongs uh, episode, there uh, we do have kind of a little homemade T-shirt cannon that we bring Aww. on stage. <laughs> um, we fire a, a twenty-one T-shirt cannon salute to mod, which. Uh, with the budget restrictions and all, it's usually only about two or three T-shirts that we kind of want out there. <laughs> I can't think of anything more Simpsons than that. Yeah, it's more. Uh, it's definitely not like one of those like high-pressured like stadium T-shirt cannons, which mm -hmm. would potentially actually murder somebody, which we really don't want to do. Mm -hmm. um, it's more like just kind of a slingshot built into a PVC tube that we launch T-shirts out there. Yeah, we've we've done that uh, on the stage show. We've also got uh, a backdrop that's uh, really kind of ginormous that we only bring out for a couple of shows, but it is 
basically the, the Simpsons living room with blood splattered on the walls that spells out oakily doakily and then cool. uh, broken skateboard and duff cans and all that everywhere. So that's where it gets kind of uh, brutalino. Brutalino. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is, uh, is everybody in the band a huge Simpsons encyclopedia or are some people you know, just musician friends who you've glued a mustache to. <laughs> there are, there are varying levels, um, but this incarnation, pretty much everybody's got a, a very solid grasp on the show, I would say. Um, and we've had members who are like uh, our original guitarist when we, we went to a Simpsons trivia uh, a while back and he kind of blew everyone out of the water um, with that. Um, and our current guitarist as well. He is, he is a huge Simpsons fan, um, way into the show. He's got a step up on me as far as references and, and things go. Um, but then, yeah, a lot of the members just kind of like grew up with the show. They're familiar with the episodes and the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our bassist, Bed Ned, is a big fan. So definitely varying levels. Um, and one of the things that, uh, as a band, the first like I think the first like hundred dollars we made as a band went to uh, our first piece of musical equipment that we bought as a band, which was actually just all of the DVD copies of The Simpsons. What? So that, <laughs> Amazing! Should we need to, should we need to reference anything? We've got all of the source material uh, ready to go. That's great. Um, that kind of leads into my next question, which is, um, given that you've had like a cycling of different band members, is there a like hazing initiation type ritual (laughs) that new Neds have to go through, uh, in order to, you know, prove their worth? Not, not entirely. I think the closest thing to hazing that we've got is just whenever they have to like grow or, shave down a beard to create a mustache and then we all just like <laughs> point and comment on how they look with a mustache yeah yeah <laughs> that's probably the closest thing the second is just that every show is a little bit of hazing because everyone's used to playing shows in like t-shirts and comfortable clothing and it's right. like hey guess what you have to wear two layers in a sweater for every show which isn't, isn't so bad but yeah i'd say that that's about the closest we've got to it mm-hmm. um and then uh, yeah, then it's just kind of introducing the catalog and sharing all of the different references and, and episodes and things where where all the songs come from. So the mustaches are all real. Yeah, those are those are real yeah. stashes. Those aren't. Uh, I, They're I maybe, nice. Yeah, I maybe assumed that maybe they were they were stick-ons, but uh, real stashes. You huh? guys need to be sponsored <laughs> by some uh, grooming product company. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe one that appears on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we, uh, I think, uh, Dollar Shave Club, which I'm, I'm a user of, uh, we talked to, to somebody from Dollar Shave Club, uh, but I think it was their, their like magazine. Oh, really? Um, and yeah, that brought up the idea that, like, oh man, Dollar Shave Club would be great. Or that'd be a great marketing like that. push. That'd um, be a great, like, super alternative, like, we're not your grandfather's shaving club, <laughs> <laughs> monthly shaving club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the most the most metal razor delivery yeah, service. Yeah, <laughs> Not to make you guys sell out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, we'd love to. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, selling out rules. Yeah, because um, money's great. It totally makes sense for the shows and things, but it is very funny when we're like 
outside of shows and maybe just like <laughs> eating breakfast at an IHOP. Yeah. And we happen to be five guys who all have just a like matching mustache. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we definitely get like questions and looks and things like that. So there is some level of, of commitment and maybe that references back to the hazing is just like, yes, you have to have a mustache with five other guys who have a mustache. Um, and also travel around in a, in a weird old dilapidated van too, and then try not to look your creepiest. Yeah. Something that I noticed is that, uh, at the, uh, at the show, um, you played a couple of songs that I had not heard recorded and is it right to characterize it as maybe you are working on a larger concept album type mm. thing? It seems like there were a couple of songs about, the episode where Marge becomes a realtor and sells them a murder house. <laughs> yes. Purple drapes. Yes, uh, it isn't. Uh, isn't quite. Yeah, purple drapes. That's one of our favorites. Purple drapes is the new one. Oh um, wow, really? Actually, yeah, we've got our song called Purple Drapes, which is all it is is just uh, uh, just blast beats and screaming for a whole measure, yeah. and then a very soft purple drapes. All my life, I've wanted purple drapes. And then just more screaming uh, as hard as we can go, and that's that's the entire song. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are uh, we do actually have a second album coming out. It's not quite a concept album, but that that is it is true. We did pull, and I try not to do this, but we did pull two different songs from one episode. We do have a song called Murder House, uh, and then as well a song called Purple Drapes that are from that episode. Um, but our second, our first record was called Howdly Doodly. Mm-hmm. Um, our second record is actually coming out on March 29th, and we're calling it Howdly Toodly. Yes, <laughs> correct. Um, <laughs> and yeah, some of those new songs that we played are from, they're all going to be on that record that's coming out. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that episode, Where the Flanders by the Murder House, that's another great look at how much darkness not just Ned has, but the entire family has. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that Rod and Todd are, like, excited to live in the murder house. Right. It's really funny, and I mean, I think they it seems like the, the <laughs> darkness spreads out from Ned to the entire family at points. Yeah, I feel like because Ned is so resiliently optimistic and the whole family is, like, the most optimistic examples we'll ever get, I feel like that kind of optimism requires uh, an engaging with a darkness to understand it, to overcome it. Am I being too heady here about it? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like sometimes I'm, like, trying to write a college paper during these... <laughs> Uh, it's fun, yeah. Totally getting a little bit too netty into things, but uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah. <laughs> Your wordplay is uh, uh, beyond. Yeah. Oh, the, the wordplay is like sixty percent of the the band and, <laughs> and everything that we do. I mean, our van is called Ned Vanders. Yeah. Oh, sure. But, I mean, you guys yeah. just like to have fun. I think that's very clear. And I want to say that uh, I was very impressed. I watched you guys were on AV Club uh, performing a couple of songs. And, you know, uh, you just were so consistent in being so sharp in the wordplay of, you know, when they asked, like, <laughs> how did you guys get together? Well, we were just neighborinos who I just want to <laughs> commend you for that. I, I felt like, you know, maybe it's because you've uh, embodied this role in this band for a certain amount of time that it's you know very fluid in, in how you uh talk but it, it just to me i was like jesus christ here we are you guys are the real thing <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> yeah it is 
it is fun. On on that topic of wordplay, I want to uh, also say that I really enjoyed. Um, I forget exactly where this description of your band came from, and maybe it came from you uh, talking to an interviewer. But you described your music as not as fast as Bartcore and a leader, little cleaner than crusty punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was actually very very early on. So when we first first started the band and put some pictures online. Um, we like the, the next day I had a magazine from Australia all the way across the world, like ask some questions. Um, and so I just went very, cause I didn't, we had no preconceived notions of like what kind of presence we wanted to have or anything. So I just answered very sarcastically and threw a lot of puns in there. Um, and then that kind of just set the tone for, for kind of everything moving forward. But yeah, that was like, that was day two or three of kind of the band starting. But yeah, that was definitely something that was very, um, very kind of threw us off that some, somebody out of Australia wanted to uh, like interview us and um, know about the band. So it was very, very fun doing that, that interview. I was also had about like 300 different emails at the time. So I was trying to answer as quickly as possible. And so (laughs) sarcasm comes very, very natural and quick. So I went with that. I love that. Well, I also feel like us, the whole country of Australia has a Google alert for The Simpsons after that episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I really love about that answer is that I feel like it is very consistent with how you guys uh, seem to interact with, you know, the world as a band and with your fans is that it is, you know, like never with this, like... Let me rephrase. It, it feels like your band is sort of uh, approaching music in the world with the assumption of like, of course, there is a Ned Flanders fan. There's nothing weird about this. So for you to say, you know, <laughs> Bartcore and Krusty Punk as things that we sh- should know, it like it just it makes this world feel very real. And uh, I'm sure that helps, you know, people that are just uh, approaching you guys and learning about you guys just uh, take it in and go like, yeah. This is a Ned Flanders metal, metal band, and they're super fucking serious. And uh, as we ta- <laughs> as we think about how serious you are, let's take a second break. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's coming up, Max Fun Drive. Yay, it is finally that time mm-hmm. of year when Ooh. everybody comes together on this network and is working really hard on both sides. This is a listener-supported network, a listener-supported show. We love being a part of Max Fun. Uh, it has been such a wonderful first year here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were so welcomed and overjoyed uh, by our first Max Fun Drive. Um, everyone was so wonderful. We got a lot of people with our horny Marge pins. And uh, we are just really, really humbled and flattered uh, knowing that you guys are supporters of us because we do this for fun. We love doing this show. We would do it if we didn't ever see any type of thank you or anything. But knowing that you guys are listening and so positive, it just really warms our hearts. Now... (laughs) What do you get if you want to give 35 a month? That's a very handsome donation. Yeah. I think you deserve a handsome glass coffee mug engraved with the Max Fun Rocket logo. I love this. I want it. 
I'm going to drink from it while I do my puzzle and listen to Max Fun Podcast you know wearing it, my pin. It looks like the kind, it's it's all class and it's got a very... All class, class did you say? All class. I'd say it's all class. All class, all glass. Um, <laughs> you know, that famous saying. It is uh, the kind of drink that, you know, you could make like a latte it, because you probably are also I like that a latte. A, a latte, yeah. Um, you can put hot beverages in it. You can put cold beverages in it. But it looks really classy. So if you're the kind of person that watched that Marie Kondo show over the holidays like we all did and you, you know, booted out everything from Ikea in your life. This is going to spark joy. I think it's going to spark joy. But I think it's also going to look really adult and classy if that is something that concerns you. If you want to feel like the most uh, amazing card-carrying class act... A stonecutter's in your own right. You're going to want to <laughs> donate $50 a month. And this this is supporting the entire network. This is yeah. part of our big goal of getting uh, 25,000 uh, new and upgrading members. So you're going to be doing so many things. But for $50 a month, you're going to get a metal-engraved MaxFun membership card personalized with your name. Let me tell you, if I saw someone that had a metal engraved card in their wallet and you know it wasn't like something douchey like a amex black card Mm -hmm. but it was this i'd be like sup with that i'd scream and i'd (laughs) dance i think it's i think it's really cool i mean you you don't do it for the gifts but the gifts are fun um but i think that like opening your wallet and seeing what is a I mean, who has a metal engraved card in their wallet? It just is Heroes. cool. Heroes do. And I honestly feel like when you open your wallet and you see it, you'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> For $100 a month, uh, that membership, you're going to get in the inner circle mm. a monthly culture club you got to do it last year for the first time so for active inner circle members every month um max fun will send members a note detailing a book album or other piece of culture chosen by the show last year we chose a book by john Swartzwelder, famous who's written, simpsons writer famous simpsons writer um one of the top best writers uh, of comedy and other things in the world but he has a series of hard-boiled detective novels and so we sent our uh inner circle members the Time Machine did it, which is one of our favorite books. So good. Yeah, it was so much fun. And it, again, it really just feels like such a cool club uh, of which you could literally be a card carrying member of. I cannot so believe cool. that metal card. I, I mean, it I truly think is I have like to being a stonecutter. It. it really it truly is. is. It's the closest that you can get to God. And I also want to say that, um, you know, all of these gifts um, are for new and or upgrading monthly members. Um, so if you want to get a gift this year and you're currently a member, all you have to do is upgrade your membership level. Um, so if you're $5, go 10 and 20 and so on and so forth. And And let me just say uh, on a personal note, uh, asking people for help, uh, asking you guys to to donate your money, um, there's something a little nerve wracking about that. But the reality is, as you know, we're doing this show for you guys because we love you guys and we love to do it. And the fact that you guys are willing to donate for us and then get these cool prizes back, uh, it means that we get to put out better content. It right. makes it so that we get to travel. It helped us when we were writing our book. Yeah, It really leads to a lot of cool things and creates such a good atmosphere. And, uh, you know, if, if you guys have have the ability to help us out, it means so much to us and just makes us feel so good. And it makes our, our work come out that much better. It's just so fulfilling. It makes you feel so so just part of a family and, you know, you should do it. It's really easy. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's .org 
No other dots. <laughs> O-R-G, baby. Uh, you're going to pick the membership that's right for you. You're going to enter all the important, pertinent stuff. It's easy. You guys are smart. Yeah, you uh, know. But become a member. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. What a great break. Hmm. Good break. Good break. Yeah. I want to ask, um, could there be uh, other like Simpsons character metal bands or other genre bands or maybe broaden out to, dare I say, a Family Guy themed band? <laughs> what do you what do you, do you think? That's it's a, a little pos- too similar to the Simpsons band. It's similar. a little too similar. You know, Bob's got Burgers its own would be thing. A little, it's got yeah, its own thing yeah, yeah. But it keeps but... like the moment it starts a song, it cuts away to another song. So sure. you're just you know really disoriented the whole time. <laughs> It's just Seth MacFarlane singing his show uh, old show yeah, tunes. Right. Yeah, actually, I just answered my <laughs> Fly own question. Me to the moon. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, it would make it a lot easier to find bands to tour with. Yeah, uh, I'm we sure. would definitely enjoy that. But yeah, I mean, we've that's something that we've gotten you know just thought about quite a bit. I, I'm highly intense now. I, I came up with an idea a couple months ago of starting a, a King of the Hill themed band called. Um, Propane and discomfort. Yes, um, I think would be great. I do want to start a. I mean, people ask like, what's uh, what's uh, coming up down the road for Oakley Doakley? What are you going to be doing in twenty years? And my thought is that just when our mustaches go gray, we can start a Scruffy the Janitor band. Oh uh, yeah, calling it something along the lines of Boiling Toilets or. Sure. Uh, uh, Glory. Do uh, you have a song called "Glory to the Hypnotoad"? That yeah. seems like that has a metal metally bent to it already. <laughs> I'd love to hear about some of the references that you're packing into the new album. Of course, I loved Purple Drapes was great. Murder mm-hmm. House was great. Uh, any other Simpsons quotes that you're metalifying in the new album? Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, we've got a song that just, um, it just, it plays a riff, and then I scream the word faster, and then it plays the riff faster, and it screams oh, the word faster. And, and then the audience screams, I, I can't, it it's a Geo. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. A song that just continually speeds up and ends with "I can't." It's a geo. Um, yeah, we're we're excited about that one. All of those moments, like I really do wish that I was there. I think I was sick that night, and and I'm super bummed. But I'll I'll catch you guys next time. But I feel like that, including the audience in in those bits and having that community feel already because we're all here because we love the Simpsons or we're all here because we love metal. I feel like, and and I was never a big metalhead, but I. I have an appreciation for it. I was a ska kid, I'll admit, which is, you know, on the opposite of the Venn diagram. It's a safe of, space. It's a safe space. Thank you. I know Jordan uh, shares sure, oh, my yeah. plight. I, I just like things to be soft <laughs> and and happy. But um, I feel like, you know, the people that are into metal are really into metal in the same way that people that are in The Simpsons, you know, that are really into The Simpsons. And I just love those kind of bits, you know, and in like engaging the audience and screaming back things and it's sort of like they're part of your story as well which i find really great oh yeah and yeah the the show definitely doesn't happen without without the audience and there's a lot of stuff that we we like to do that just kind of includes everyone um one thing that we have we have a song called donut hell which is based on um the treehouse of horror bit where uh ned flanders is actually the devil and sentences homer to uh, kind of a hell where he's forced to eat donuts forever.
So yeah, for that uh, episode, we actually, or for that song, we have a big inflatable donut. Oh, um, cool. And we, we like bulk order these because we don't want to take any of them home. And we, we usually toss that into the crowd. But instead of it like getting bounced around, which the first few shows it, it kind of did, it's kind of become a thing where it immediately just gets just sucked into whatever pit or kind of the central <laughs> of the crowd and the donut gets torn to pieces. Um, and then it. people get a little souvenir of torn up donut. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something fun with, uh, with references on, on the new record too. We've got a song called, um, Murder which I'm pretty excited about based off the, the episode where, uh, Bart is, I think he, he breaks his leg, uh, and then ends up just spying on Flanders from a mm, telescope the rear window and, and thinks one. That Flanders is a murderer. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it all kind of culminates in them finding out that, that Flanders has actually just killed Mob's ficus plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what he was burying in the backyard. But yeah, that one, There's uh, we've got a song that, that, that sounds very blasphemous, uh, but is a terribly it's called Wrong God. Um, and most of it is based off a quote where, where Ned Flanders says something along the lines of, uh, they must have kneeled in the wrong place and prayed to the wrong God. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And we've also got, we added a, a, a fun kind of bonus track on the record called Folkily Dokily, um, which is a, a folk song based on the episode where Homer decides not to go to church anymore. Mm. Um, and so the Flanders are pestering him about, you know, got some lyrics along the lines of the heathen is getting away and, <laughs> um, a lot of fun stuff like that. So I'm, I'm excited about that track. Yeah, isn't that Homer the Heretic? Didn't Homer you the do Heretic? That was uh, my episode yeah. that I discussed mm-hmm. when I came on the show. One of my favorites. Yeah, so good. It's a classic. Yeah, I mean that is it is so interesting. Like how how well Flanders stuff fits into metal stuff because it does yeah. seem like a theme that recurs in heavy metal and death metal. It's like you know the the darkness of religion, mm-hmm. and so I don't know a lot of this stuff. If if I didn't know immediately was coming from a Flanders themed metal band, I would just think it was a normal metal band. Right, right, yeah. It's it's <laughs> crazy how well it plays into that. Mm-hmm. And you know what I really like about uh, you know it being Ned Flanders and metal is that of course it's like seemingly on the surface the most opposite contrasting elements that you could put into a metal band we're talking about other kind of similar bands and and maybe you've toured with them and maybe you could tour with them but it makes me think of the band max sabbath do you know about max sabbath oh yeah yeah we actually we toured with max sabbath in 2017 we did a little about a month and a half run and that was such a fun show um on top of that we toured with another band on that same tour called metalachi (laughs) <laughs> Tell me about them. Oh, Metalachi is the the world's only heavy metal mariachi band. <laughs> yes, um, they a lot of the world's like onlys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, we called it the the Moxtrosity tour. <laughs> That's fun. Um, and yeah, it was Max Sabbath, Metalachi, and then us. And one of the things I love to shout at the end of the show was to the crowd was. Uh, 
Good luck describing the show to your friend. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. And and Max Sabbath, for uh, listeners that aren't familiar, uh, they are a metal band, but um, they all dress up as different McDonald's uh, characters. Mm-hmm. So the lead singer, I believe, is Ronald. And then we I think there's a Grimace in there. Definitely a yeah. Hamburglar. But yeah, they, they perform. I think they're from L.A. They perform kind of all around. Mayor McCheese. Yeah. Um, that is just so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Max Sabbath is great. And yeah, their their guitarist is and they even kinda of switch the names of the characters a little bit. Their guitarist is Slayer McCheese. <laughs> That's um, fun. There's uh the drummer is Peter Chris Cut Fries, I yeah. believe. Uh Ronald Osborne and then yeah, their bassist is uh Grim Alice, a play on uh Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, they're the yeah, they're they're absolutely great. Were you a metal kid growing up? It sounds like maybe Oakley Doakley was, you know, maybe a little bit of a flight of fancy that uh-huh. became a bigger thing than you thought it was going to be. Was have you always dreamed of being in a death metal band, or or uh, is this is it more of a a recent interest? It's I definitely I think definitely more of a recent interest. I mean, growing up, my my musical tastes were were all over the board. Um, my parents' musical tastes were my dad had like three CDs in his car and it, it was a Tool <laughs> CD, a Vanessa Carlton CD, and an old Pink Floyd CD. What? Uh, <laughs> That's a weird three. Holy tree. <laughs> yeah. You got it all covered. And then, yeah, my, my mom, mom was into like Duran Duran and the Talking Heads. Uh-huh. Um, and so like that, like I, my musical background is just it's definitely very like uh, – because I ended up growing up in mostly in the 90s. And so on the entertainment spectrum, I had Simpsons. And then on the music spectrum, I my first CD I ever bought, I think, was the, the Pokemon first movie soundtrack. <laughs> uh, of course. You got to get that then, M2M song on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I think the second was Astro Lounge by Smash Mouth. Of course. I, yeah. I'm not sure. A classic. That was that that was court ordered for everybody of a certain age right. around that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you had a if you had a case logic wallet mm-hmm. where you carried your CDs, yes. one of those CDs had to be Smash Mouth's Astro Lounge mm-hmm. and of course the Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, of course, of course. And I, I want to say that my middle school orchestra attempted walking on the sun. How'd they do? Um, not well. <laughs> you need that organ. <laughs> that organ is the heart of the band. That's the thing that I'm right. learning about Smash Smash Mouth every day of my life. <laughs> So were you? So you've been in other non-metal bands in your music career? Yeah, nothing, nothing terribly of note. But uh, I played bass in like a folk punk band for a little while. Uh, I played guitar in a band. Um, I strummed in kind of a weird synth pop band. And yeah, just kind of just kind of bounced around in a lot of different musical genres and things. And metal like getting into metal was definitely like a later development but kind of the metal that i did get into was just very extreme and obscure um there's a band from japan called maximum the hormone that within the same song switches oh they're so great they switch from uh just the the cleanest most like bubblegum j-pop sound to the the grimiest, heaviest, chunkiest cool. death metal, and they just flawlessly go back and forth. That was a big like, is that that definitely 
my my attention span tends to be really really short and that music mm-hmm. just hit it right on the spot where i was like oh man okay yeah chunky and heavy and then it's like oh whoa hey it's something completely different yeah um, that's super fun yeah, i feel just, like yeah you need to take a big swing like that especially in you know the way the music industry is now and and how sort of digital has evolved with it that i feel like you need to take a big swing to stand out and then also bring you know something new to the live performance stage probably yeah definitely Mm -hmm. what has been like uh, and you know if you can't think of anything no worries but you've been touring for a little bit um you've been touring with you know other funky weirdo bands um what has been some fun stories from the road tell us oh boy fun stories (laughs) this is when it gets morning zoo crew the most (laughs) (laughs) did anybody ever fart in the band did it sound like this (laughs) gross did it sound like this (laughs) yeah baby that's a car fart (laughs) (laughs) no we're all too polite we're all ned flanders in the van so it's just Mm, we just all kind of suffer for the four or five hour drive (laughs) but um, yeah, we, uh, we had a situation where, um, we were on our way from Chicago heading to a show and, uh, our van broke down. Um, it just happened to break down next to like, there was just a gas station and, and a little bar there. Um, and the owner of the bar came out, saw that we were kind of stopped and asked us like, Hey, are you guys a band? And uh, bands are kind of easy to spot because they're the only ones in the middle of nowhere with a big like van a 12 person van and a trailer mm-hmm. um and yeah we just needed we found out what was wrong with the van our drummer at the time happened to be a mechanic and we found a parts store half an hour down the road um but we had no way of getting there um and he went inside talked to his bartender who just happened to be a fan of the band Whoa. Uh, and the bartender was like hey can i take my lunch break right now and he was like yeah sure go for it and he drove our drummer to the parts store got us back uh, got the van fixed and we ended up making it to the show like half an hour before Whoa. Uh, before the doors opened um, just because yeah somebody at this bar happened to kind of know, know the band and, and help this out yeah it was, that was very very fun um, we had a show in uh, Portland recently um, and we went across the street to is a voodoo donut um, and the the, the person working the register happened to be a fan of the band and they gave us a dozen donuts. Uh, so we decided to have a donut eating contest uh, in the middle of the show and brought a couple donuts out, brought some people on stage. We needed to find the most, the most homeriest person in the crowd <laughs> That's and, fine. and then reeducate them with some free Oakley Doakley merch and stuff that so we gave them some stuff for uh, eating. What well, was a pretty large and hefty donut uh, in just a few seconds on stage um but yeah and then that was thrashing around and then, <laughs> perfect yeah um and then yeah we uh we had one show we had a, a big long tour that just happened to and i don't know if this was just our agents kind of being very tongue-in-cheek but the tour ended in springfield missouri <laughs> um it was our very last show of the tour was in springfield and for we were playing white wine spritzer and somebody in the crowd brought five white wine spritzers up on the stage uh so our synth player decided to ditch his synth part and grab them and poured white wine spritzer all over uh every single member in the band oh that's great (laughs) and 
yeah, it was very, very fun and also um, very much uh, good timing because laundry day was the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I'm sure like starting this, uh, I'm not sure what your, your intentions were with, you know, the road to go, but you, it seems like you guys have gotten a lot of really fun surprise success. What is um, your plans for the future? Like what is the ideal, you know, uh, situation for the way Oakley Dokley is going to take over the world? <laughs> so yeah, so world uh, world domination should uh, <laughs> kind of got a little bit of a plan for that. Um, we've got our our new record coming out. Um, it'll be out on March 29th, and then um, we'll be doing a little bit more touring. The record's called uh, Howdily Toodily, so we're touring all April, and it's our Howdily Toodily Tourdily. <laughs> of um, course, and then. Uh, we're also working. We we got the opportunity to go over to the the UK last October, um, and we had a super great time. And we're actually working on doing some more touring over in the UK and over in Europe as well. Um, so we we get the opportunity to kind of go around. And one of the things that throws me off a little bit, I, I never knew how kind of worldwide the the Simpsons had like a, an influence yeah or how it kind of wide it, it spread like uh, we were surprised that about 10 percent of the the t-shirts that we ship in our online store go to Germany wow um, cool. to like Finland and like a lot of like European countries um so we're to um we're in the process of, of setting up some shows uh over in Europe and then um, we do want to get over to Australia. We've got, uh, we discovered a, another Simpsons-themed band uh, out of Australia called Dr. Colossus. Ah, oh, great. Um, sure. Perfect. So, yeah, those uh, they're, they're excellent, and we'd love to try and get uh, a tour in with those guys. But they they are actually a kind of like doom metal band. <laughs> so I'm going to need to research a shit ton yeah. about metal after this. Oh, man. And yeah, they're, they're, they're very excellent. They, uh, um, the, we, the lead singer of the band was actually over in the, the States touring with another band of his. So we got to meet up with them and, and chat for a while. Um, but yeah, Dr. Colossus was all, all their songs are Simpsons themed. Um, and, uh, they're super great. We, we discovered them just by, when we kind of introduced our stuff, a lot of people brought up, or a couple did that brought up that like, hey, there is this Simpsons theme band too, um, and uh, that's how we became aware of them. But we'd love to tour with those guys, and then yeah, just kind of spread uh, spread green education and our, our weird, goofy little stage show uh, as far and wide as we can. I'm always disappointed that Fallout Boy songs aren't about the Simpsons. I know it's always a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. False advertising. <laughs> um, well, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to, you know, uh, wake up early and talk to us and tell us about your band. Yeah, and uh, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll definitely uh, coax anybody there listening uh, to get out to a show if you can. If uh, mm-hmm. Oakley Dokley is coming to your town, uh, it is a blast. I yeah. think uh, obviously if you're listening to this, you're a Simpsons fan. So many great references. Uh, uh, I'm sure the crowd will be uh, great people. It's an, an, an instant room of friends, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just a, just a great night out.
Yeah, I love it. I, I feel like uh, listeners, if they are, you know, look up their tour, if it's not hitting uh, your town, uh, what can they do? Tweet at you guys to request it. Um, you know, just start screaming, where's my burrito over and over on the internet either. <laughs> um, you know, whatever. But uh, it sounds like you guys are really killing it uh, tour wise. And, and I want you guys to just cover every every corner of this great green earth. <laughs> Is that a term? It's yes. a term. <laughs> it's uh, more blue because of all the more, water. Uh, I don't know. I just watched that Flat Earth documentary, and I've got some insights. <laughs> oh, you came out on the side <laughs> of Flat Earth. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wow, wow you've convinced me I don't me know now. that that was the point. Mm, but, no, uh, I, I you know, looked at them, and I went, huh, they, they have T-shirts. <laughs> if you make a T-shirt for a belief that you have, you can't be wrong. No, that's true. Mm, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> the there's T-shirt a lot of, maker's code. There's a lot of merch in the game. <laughs> High stakes for them. So why would they? Anyway, <laughs> where can people find find uh you guys and find your band uh <laughs> they can uh, find us at um okly um facebook twitter uh all that fun stuff we've got stuff on Bandcamp, spotify itunes um and yeah just uh basically if you punch okly dokely into the uh field search engine you'll see all sorts of uh pictures of, of Strange guys in, in green sweaters and pink polos and, mm-hmm. and lots of uh, fun, screamy tunes. And your music video for White Wine Spritzer, I just got to say, is a work of art. Hmm. Super pretty. <laughs> it's great. So everybody check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, we One thing about that video, we being based out of Arizona, there is actually a nuclear plant not too far from Phoenix. Oh, wow. Uh, mm. And our original intent was to film the video with that nuclear plant in the background. Um, but we ran into two issues with that. It is not the type of nuclear plant that has the big, like, gray towers that yeah. stand up. Most of it is in the ground. Uh, and then we drove out there to kind of scout out the location, and there were lots of big, crazy alarm systems <laughs> and security and things around. So uh, us filming the mid- music video out there could have potentially ended up in us getting arrested. Right, um, which would be super I'm metal. Sure I'm already on some... Yeah. Oh, it'd be great. And I know I'm already on some FBI lists or something as the guy who Googled uh, Palo Verde nuclear plant and Simpsons living room at least a hundred <laughs> times within like one week. All right. I love it. And they're just ordering glasses like crazy on Amazon. Yeah. Who is this guy? Some detective <laughs> yeah. is like losing his hair trying to connect the dots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, my my search history is, is very very obscure. Uh and, and yeah, Amazon purchases uh to somebody is definitely having trouble trying to at least advertise things to me. They're just like, uh green sweaters, you want some more green sweaters? You ordered five <laughs> more, you need ten more. Yeah, and you're like, Yes, I do. <laughs> uh well <laughs> Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I diddly do. Uh, thanks again for joining us today. Jordan, thanks for being uh, our, not a fill-in for Allie. You are your own person, but our, sure. the fifth Beatle I, to our Simpsons podcast. <laughs> I'm happy to, happy, to be, happy to be the guy you call when you're not feeling great. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good. Uh, where can people find you online, Jordan? Oh, uh, I'm at Jordan underscore Morris. I've uh, got a little podcast on this, uh, on this same podcasting network called Jordan Jesse Go. Julie has been on. Allie's been on. It's very great. Uh, and it's a fun chat show that you can get 
every week. Hey, um, and I'm uh, Julia Prescott on all the things, and you can follow us at Simpsons Pod on Twitter is where we mostly post our stuff. Um, and you can also order our book, 100 Things Simpsons Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, on Amazon or where you get books. And Everything's Coming Up Simpsons is a production of Maximum Fun. Our show is engineered and edited by Jesus Ambrosio, and our senior producer is Laura Swisher. Smell you later. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.